Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to another special Q on One podcast edition of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And without further ado, I will go ahead and get to my guest. She's the owner of Impact Learning Publications. She's an author of a top 300 Kindle short reads. The book is entitled The Art of Brown Nosing, Seven Cutthroat Ways to Get Ahead at Work, Born in the Golden State of California. Please welcome Mrs. T.D. King to the Talk to Q radio show. T.D., what's going on? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks for taking the time to join the show. Let's get right to it. Um, Now, when when did you start writing? Well, I started when I was 15, actually. Um, My grandfather writes poetry, so he kind of inspired me, and I won't say pushed me, (laughs) to write poetry. And, yeah. Okay, so it kind of runs in the family for you. Uh, I wouldn't say it actually runs in the family, but seeing him actually do it, and he was published then, um, I was asked to write some poems, and that's kind of where I grew my love for poetry, because even when I was sad or mad or even happy, for that matter, I could write poetry, and it, it started to seem natural for me, so... That's kind of where I grew my love for writing. Okay. Now, um, I've had plenty of authors on this show before, and I understand there is a lot of work that goes into, you know, creating a book. But what motivated you to not only just write your own book but to publish publish it as well? And did you know how much work would be involved prior to starting? Why don't you ask that question? Yes, I <laughs> I did a lot of research. You know, after the years of writing poetry, you know, poetry got me through some of the rough times in my life. I have kind of, uh, we all have a past, right? Right. Um, so I wanted to write about my past because I wasn't in that place anymore. I thought that I could write something that maybe could inspire and motivate and help somebody else. So I tried to write that book for years. Same story as most people. You're always, I'm I'm writing a book, and five years later, I'm still writing a book. So I did a lot of research um, when I found that I had hit that wall because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, writing poetry as a kid was a lot different from writing a book as an adult. I'm sure it was. Um, so, yeah. So I had to immerse myself in it. I started going to writers' conferences, workshops. I joined a local writers' club made connections with a few authors, and that just went from there. So I researched for about a year and a half before I ever wrote the first thing. That's a lot of work, but it looks like it's paid off. Um, I've read the book. I enjoyed it. And before we actually get to the book, I want to ask this. As far as um, the publishing company, are you strictly into self-publishing, or are you publishing the works of others? I do publish the works of others. However, I would like to, uh, you know, I have an educational background, so I'd like to educate people 
on how to write their book and self-publish their book. Um, Because as I was introduced to a lot of publishing companies, you know, gone are the days of getting $10,000 checks. And (laughs) unless you're already famous or you have a proven sales record, they're really not checking for you. Right. So you kind of have to make your own path. And in that, meeting a bunch of people that own publishing companies, they actually want you to pay fees to publish mm-hmm. your book. So as I learned and learned, I, I just want to share that with people and educate people on how they can write their book and how they can self-publish themselves. Okay. Well, see, that's great. That's great. That's helping. It's kind of paying pan it forward a little bit. So Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about the book itself. Now, out of all of the things you could have written about, how did the idea for <laughs> the art of brown nosing come about? Well, it's something I've seen, and it, it just so happened that uh, I was at work, and someone was kissing up to the boss. Hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it is annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've least. witnessed that many times. And, you know, it just, it it made me angry. So I went home that weekend and I wrote about it. I wrote all the the things that I had seen for years and, you know, just wanting to educate people on how these brown-nosing mindsets actually work. (laughs) Okay. So, um... I mean, the book is only 15 pages. Was that your intent when you first started brainstorming? It was. I, I, you know, I read a lot of books. I read often. And, you know, you get these books, they're 200, 300 pages, and it tends to be a lot of fluff. Uh, There's actually, I don't know if you've ever experienced it before, but there's actually like 15 pages of content once you read the whole book. (laughs) And so I wanted to be clear and straight to the point. You know, I just wanted to deliver the message, not beat around the bush. And so 15 pages of content was 15 pages, and that's it. Right. (laughs) So basically somebody could digest this book in half an hour and take something away from it that could help them. And obviously I'm not the only one that's annoyed with brown nosing because this book went number one bestseller on Amazon in six days. (laughs) Yeah, it, it went straight to the top, and um, I was one of those readers, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because, I mean, a lot of those things you described in the book, I recognize. I'd seen that before, and I was like, okay, yeah, I know someone who was in that situation or something of, of that nature. So I think anyone who has been in corporate America can relate to the book, and that's what makes it so great and so useful because um, it's not just something you read for entertainment. This is something that you read to educate yourself. You can learn about some of the things that go on in an office that you may not have recognized at first, you know, and that's what I think yeah. is enjoyable about the book. And so what do you hope for people to get out of it? I just want to um, – that I'm hoping that people become more knowledgeable of the strategies that these brown nosers use in the workplace. Um, you know, they'll do they'll stop at nothing to get ahead. They steal your ideas, you know, they they get into conversations and then they try and go rat what you talk about. 
you know, mm-hmm. those are the things that we need to be aware of. Um, and it's not fair. All of the benefits that they get from brown nosing, you know, when you kiss up to the ball, sometimes you you, you get the label as the favorite, and they get right. all these perks and things of that nature. So just um, us being more knowledgeable of their strategies, their practices, their motivations behind what they're doing so that we can combat their brown nosing ways. All right. I mean, what what I think I really enjoyed about it so much is that you, you do an excellent job of breaking down something that I've never even thought to analyze, you know, and that allows people who read this book to combat this type of tactic and recognize it and be able to maybe even use it in their favor or maybe expose someone who's using it uh, for personal gain. So that's what I think is really enjoyable about it and that people who will not only, like I said, see something that they've seen thousands of times and maybe not recognize, and you kind of give them a little insight on that. And all of this came from just something that happened at work that made you go home and write. That's that's what's so amazing about it. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've seen, like you said, we see it every day. No matter what workplace that we're in, we see this behavior all the time. We see this kissing up. And it's always interesting the way the boss really doesn't realize or they behave as if they don't realize what's going on. Yeah. That this person is not uh, using them, you know, for the perks and things that come along with brown nosing. Exactly. I guess the boss sometimes gets caught up in being the boss. And so they... They appreciate anything that makes their lives easier, and that includes the brown noser who's doing what it takes to kind of seem like they're there for them. And uh, I think one of the interesting things you talked about in the book was how the brown noser will mirror the attitude of the boss. If the boss is happy, the brown noser is happy. If the boss is upset, the brown noser is upset. <laughs> I mean, I just thought that was just some of the little <laughs> small things. And, um, uh, that people can really take away from it. So, but, Yeah, uh, I, I've even seen someone who liked golfing because the boss liked golfing, you know. So they, they actually took up golfing. They golfed a little bit more just so they could have that conversation, keep that conversation going with the boss. So that's kind of right. how it goes, <laughs> all manipulation tactics. But you know what, though? There has to be something to it. Obviously, it has to work or – People wouldn't do it, right? Yeah, you're right. That's why I wrote the book, so that the people who aren't the brown noses, because some of us want to go to work and just do the best at what we do and reap the benefits because we are the best, you know? Right. So it's it's important for us to understand the strategies that these people are taking to kiss up to the boss so that we know how to combat them, so that we're not affected by that because, you know, some people, it depends on who it is, they may be demotivated by this type of behavior. They uh-huh. may take it personal when someone steals their idea. You know, the brown noser is not trying to offend, nor do they care about us, you know, as employees or coworkers or anything. They just want to get to the top. They don't really want to be the boss. They want to be the, the second hand in charge, you know. The teacher's pet. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. But let me ask you: Are there any new any new books in your future? 
um, anything that we can look forward to um, from TDK? Well, I get asked a lot of questions about how I publish, how I've written, and so I wrote an ebook called the Kindle Framework. And the Kindle Framework is just a step-by-step process. Um, it explains how people can um, publish their book and make it available on Kindle, uh, in the Kindle Store, the Kindle app, and on Amazon.com. Um, it gives them some writing tips. It also gives them some marketing tips. And all this information can be found on Amazon.com if they want to go uh, there. They can type in my name, T.D. King, and all of the books should come up. All right, great, great. The Kindle Framework. You know, I'm going to look at that myself, T.D., because I have a blog that I've been writing on for, I don't know, almost six years now. And I wonder if I can turn some turn some of those into, like, little short stories for a book or something, so... Hmm. Oh, I yeah. Have, you definitely can. I might have to check out the Kindle Framework myself and see what kind of tips I can get. All right. Awesome. So people can get that, you say, on Amazon. They can also get The Art of Brown Nosing, Seven Cutthroat Ways to Get Ahead at Work. That's also on Amazon or anywhere else they can get it? Yes, it's on Amazon.com. Okay. And uh, so... I guess before I, I wrap things up, um, you you are you did create impact learning publications. Uh, just one last question: for the purpose of this particular book, or was it something that you've always had an idea to do? Um, I created impact learning publications to help other people um, get published. Um, So I was an aspiring writer once, and I want to help people get to where I am without breaking the bank. People to have to go through a – because you shouldn't have to pay money to get your book published. You shouldn't have to pay someone or some company to publish your book. Everything that the publishers are doing, you can do. So I basically educate people on how they can self-publish their book themselves. So that was the purpose for starting the company, to share the information. I think that is awesome that you're doing that. I really do. And I'm pretty sure a lot of my um, listeners who may be aspiring writers can would definitely want to take advantage of some of those tips as well because, um, like I said, I come across a lot of people who have blogs and things of that nature, and they probably would be interested in a book, but it's just so much that goes into it. You start hearing all the horror stories and a lot of people may not realize that that is something they can do on their own. So I think it's great that you're kind of putting it out there for them. Well, I tell you what, I am offering a free writing course that's going to be starting in April. So if any of the listeners, including yourself, are interested in that writing course, uh, they can hit me up on Facebook. It's Impact Learning uh, Publications or facebook.com slash now. Um, if they want to send me a message there, and I can email them some information about that free course. Okay. So you said Impact Learning Publications on Facebook or facebook.com slash get published now. That's it. Excellent. All right. Well, TD, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Let me get a little round of applause for you right there. <laughs> and, oh, uh, thanks. I hope to have you, you know, back on in the future. Maybe we can discuss the Kindle framework or something else you may have in the works. And 
maybe I'll get an opportunity to speak with your grandfather about some of that poetry he's done. All right. That would be awesome. Okay. Well, I Thanks appreciate again for having me. Thanks for being on the show. And that's going to do it for another special podcast edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. You can listen to the show live every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, where we'll discuss relationships, current events, politics, sports, and more. Follow me on Twitter at Talk to Q, or you can even friend me at Thank Q on Facebook. When all else fails, go to TalkToQ.com to get information on upcoming events and sign up for my email newsletter. Everyone have a great day. Peace out. The novels of Crystal Hickerson. The Magician. The metaphysical action drama about the fight between good and evil which holds the fate of man in the balance. Street Corners. A tragic romantic crime saga of a man who has the hearts of two very different women in his hands. The choice he makes will hurt them both. Wanted. A ghostly story about a woman caught between the planes of life and death. It is left up to the reader to decide which reality was real. The Volunteer. The struggle of a man with his career and his life teetering on thin ice. Can love truly conquer all? And if you think this is the end for Crystal, you would be wrong. For as you listen to this, a new dynamic tale is on the way. Go to crystalhickerson.com to purchase all of her novels. Follow her on social media and listen to her on the radio at thecrystalshow.com. Enter the amazing world at crystalhickerson.com.